Being a champion takes having a positive mental attitude. It takes getting around the right people. It takes self-discipline. And more than anything, it takes a belief in yourself that there are new opportunities out there for you every single day of your life. This is Eric Stoller, Champion Mindset and Champion Mindset Events. Can we take what we know in the world today and help our children, help our teachers, and help those around us? So first, let's talk about the power of positive thinking. We've all heard that before. The great Norman Vincent Peale, his book, The Power of Positive Thinking, utilized so importantly in changing mindset. In this ever-growing era of pandemic, isolation, masking, there are so many reasons that our spirits can be broken. There are so many things, teachers, that our students may be suffering. I hear all day here in the United States that communication is down because we're wearing a mask. Kids are not getting close to each other. And we know there's a 99.9% rate that they will not be seriously ill. But let's go beyond that. What does it take in today's world? Are the affirmations positive, such as I like myself and I'm the best? and I believe in myself. Are you saying that to yourself? Are your students saying them, that to themselves? Are they, are they looking into negative information? Is the first thing that they're doing is looking at an Instagram post or a Facebook post or a TikTok feed as part of their daily education? How about flip this around? How about ask your students and yourself today, instead of reading the, the post on TikTok and Facebook and getting jealous of people taking pictures, how about write down the top 10 goals you want to accomplish this year? How about write it down and put a time frame and a date on it? How about ask your students to write them down and send them to you so you know what motivates each and every one of them? Now let's take it a step further. What about when you meet with their parents on parent-teacher day, or on a Zoom call, or one-on-one. -on -one. How dialed in are the parents to your students? Are they on the same page? Or when the parents come home, they don't want to know about the kids and they're frustrated with their day of work, or maybe there's financial issues, or maybe there's unrest in the home. So we need to create support structures for our students. And as educators, we also need to make sure within our peers, we're getting feedback. We're understanding how we can better support and communicate to our students. So setting clear goals. The second thing is setting priorities. You know, we gotta ask ourselves, what's the most important thing? Are the students learning in the classroom? Are they progressing? Are you seeing, are they ready to advance to the next grade? Do they have a vision of what they're doing? Or are they just going through the day because they have assignments that they must complete? Because they don't really, they don't have that interest in learning. Maybe their parents don't have that interest in learning. But it is truly magical when you do find students that are inquisitive, they're curious, they want to know more. It's our job to encourage that. It's our job to make sure that we're getting the best out of these kids. So that deals with what? Personality, 
Some of your kids are outst- outspoken. They're very ego-driven. Some of them just need a lot of attention because they don't get it. Others are introverted. Maybe they come from a home where you're told not to talk, or maybe their personality is one that had an overbearing sibling or parent that kind of X them out because they were afraid to speak up. So now when it comes to the classroom, are your children raising their hand? Are they attentive? Are your better students only sitting at the front or the students that are struggling sitting at the front? Get your struggling students to the front of the room. Statistics show that when they sit at the front, they're gonna obtain more, they're gonna be involved more. Why do they go to the back? Because they do what's, what's, what's uh, easy to do instead of what's hard and necessary. And that's you as the leader. And so one of the things you gotta recognize, folks, is that your job, once again, is to help others get out of their own way. Your job is to help others achieve their dreams and goals. And your job, beyond anything else, is to remember, is to instill confidence and belief into these students. Now, having worked in the world of personal development for over 30 years, we know that having a positive self-esteem, a positive attitude, a positive image is so important. When a student feels that they're unable to complete an assignment, they may not feel worthy. And us as educators need to make sure that we encourage them to become better, that we encourage them that achieving what they want sometimes may be hard, that if they don't get it right away, it's okay. If another student gets the answer before them or excels more than them, you don't look at it as a negative. You just look at it as focus on what you can do to achieve the goals that you want. Now, I talked a little about goals before because goals are critical. It drives written on paper, a date, a specific measurable time frame. Tie that into a priority. Example, Johnny needs to learn his math, so he gets an A. What's the priority? Every day Johnny's doing studying. Every day Johnny's doing pop quizzes. Every day Johnny, somebody's drilling Johnny so he actually can work towards getting the A. Do these kids have a path to success? So whether it's their elementary, middle school, high school, do they see a clear path of how they're gonna achieve? And more importantly, what does that mean? So the right motivation is created. Again, the more we can get our parents involved, it's gonna make a massive difference on how we can achieve our goals and dreams. And the third part of that, if you're setting goals and you're setting priorities, is making a daily plan. Now in school, I remember my lesson plans being set up. My mother is a teacher and dad, they would sit down and have their lesson plans made up for the week or the month for the students. And because they supervise teachers, they would be reviewing plans put together by teachers. So what's the plan? As a leader, are you leading your students down the right path? If you're dealing with older students that are high school, are they, are they going to university? Are they going to trade school? 
Are they just going into work because that's what they know? Are they going into the military? So what are they looking to accomplish? Are they looking to go into business for themselves? And again, we live in an unprecedented time where there's so many unique opportunities for people today to make money online, to make money in different businesses that maybe didn't exist five, 10 or 20 years ago. And finally, the other thing is daily education, reading, listen to audio training, video training, constant and never ending improvement. Kaizen is the Japanese like, like to call it. And our good friend, Tony Robbins calls it, Kanai, constant and never ending improvement, C-A-N-I. Now, I wanna ask you, what kind of work are you putting into yourself? What are you doing to become the top in your field? What are you doing to become more educated? What are you doing to look at the protocols based on the homeschooling and the Zoom calls and with kids coming back to school? What are we doing to make sure kids are interacting and communicating with each other so they are achieving more than they have in the past? Now let's talk a little bit about learning styles because one of the things I've recognized is everybody learns a little bit differently. And so some of your students and some of the folks may be visual learners and visual learners that need to see things laid out in front of them. I have a lot of adults I work with. Hey, whatever you're saying to me is great, but send me something that I can look at. So visual people need pictures. They need something in a, in a you know, that they can look at to process. Auditory learners. That's people that consume podcasts, radio, they love conversation. I'm an auditory person, so you can explain something to me. I get it. I don't need pictures, words, graphs. It's nice. And then third is kinesthetic. These are people that they have to feel it. They gotta touch it. That's how they understand it. Now, I don't get me wrong, we're all using one of our senses or another. It really comes down to the point of what, um, what sense or senses do your certain students favor? Which one do you favor? Maybe you favor one and you're not effectively communicating with a student because you're not speaking their language. In the words of the great Stephen Covey, seek first to be under, understand, then to be understood. And so this brings me into the part of what we call the non-urgent important activities in life. So in the four quadrants of time management and prioritization, uh, non-urgent important is probably the most uh, overlooked, but it's probably the most, most important part of this quadrant. So non-urgent but important, planning, goal setting, working on one-on-one, -on -one, creating the right environments, creating the right curriculums. This takes time and effort. But this is thing that, 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 that is not something that we may have to get done today, but if we wait too long, and then shifts to what we call urgent import. So then what does that mean? Things that need to be done now. Class is starting, checking kids in, going through the lesson plan, and so on. And I share this with you because the bottom line is that it's easy to forget that we have to guide these young people to their success. It's easy to forget that we have so much influence over them. So how do we take advantage of all of the tools that we have in allowing them to maximize their 
potential as students and as people. Now let's talk about action, okay? Belief and confidence in yourself comes from what? Continually doing things in a positive manner, staying outside your comfort zone long enough to achieve a next level of success. Confidence comes from what? Doing things and then getting them right, feeling that you, you, can, uh, you can reach that milestone. Now, when you can't, what happens? Stress, anxiety, things that cause you not to perform well, things that cause you to be, I say, misunderstood or be in a position where uh, you're, you're like underperforming. It could be like, uh, uh, Johnny is not smart. Mary doesn't understand. Maybe they have a learning disability. Maybe they just don't understand how to do it. As I talked about earlier, maybe they're under the rest at home. We don't know. And as we talked about before with non-urgent important or urgent important activities, we also need to use this radio station, WIIFM. What's in it for me? Why is the parent want to be involved and what's the payoff? What's the payoff for the kid? Good grades, happy family, possibly getting into a good college, getting into more advanced classes, and so on, okay? But again, this is just one part of the puzzle. We have to recognize that every single student learns differently. We have to recognize that every student learns at a different pace. We do know that some of them are excel, that excel and others do not. And this is the thing of, of the human performance of why is it that some people are more successful than others? Why do some people have more success? They have greater happiness. So let's talk a little bit about this and helping you as we come to the uh, midway of this, of this presentation. Number one, why is it that some people are more successful than others? You know, I believe one thing, if you're doing things that make you happy, and if you're an educator and you love what you do, um, you know, you're gonna go out and give it your best. And many people get caught up because they're not making enough money, so to speak. They tie everything to money. When you start giving your best, the money will follow. If you're 100% focused on money alone, what's gonna happen is, is that you'll never give it your best. And I know many people, well, I need to get paid to do this X dollars. Oh, I'm working my butt off and not getting what I want. Maybe you're getting an education. Maybe you're learning that uh, invaluable information, but so you're trading time for money. And that's what we're always doing. We're trading time for money. So what are the things that are non-negotiable with you, with your time? What are the things that what you need to do to upgrade your skills? What are the things that you need to do on a day-to-day -day basis to not only make you relevant, but to make you a leader and make sure that what you're doing has major impact. So as I said, some of those things before, like setting goals and prioritization and planning and you know, getting, in new, getting around the right people, I'm truly a believer in having some kind of accountability partner or coach, people that you can soundboard off of, off of that can help you. They can help you understand what you're going through. Remember, if somebody is has probably walked that path before. 
And so what you need to recognize is that if you can't find the answer, I'm sure it exists, whether it exists in a textbook, whether it exists in a, uh, in a, in a conversation, whether it exists in a video, I'm sure that somewhere somebody has been experiencing the same similar issue. But let's go back to passion. And if you love what you're doing, as I said earlier, the money will follow. Your students will see that. Your colleagues will see that. Many people will understand that your commitment to excellence. And that's what I want to share with you here in the last few minutes is about that commitment to excellence. You know, having had the opportunity to work around the greats like Les Brown, Brian Tracy, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, they always had their commitment to excellence. They always knew that uh, excellence was part of their DNA. That being the best, believe it or not, is really not that hard. To be at the top 1% is what I call rare air. A Michael Jordan, a Tom Brady, a Mario Lemieux, a top performer of any type, they realize that they focus on those key things they need to get done. They get distractions out of their life and they have a couple of other things. One, they have self-discipline. Day in and day out, they have self-discipline. Secondly, the other thing that they do besides having self-discipline is they have high levels of emotional intelligence. If you're dealing with students, if you're dealing with adversity, if you're dealing with all other people, you will have other issues and stresses because of the fact that you have to deal with others. And once you can realize that most of your challenges in life are dealing with other people, then you'll be able to achieve a lot more than you thought possible. If you're gonna be in a classroom and you don't like kids, you're in the wrong position. If you're gonna be in a public environment, you don't like people, you're in the wrong job. But if you love that, you can just make the commitment to be the best. And when you be the best, just like a Tom Brady, a Michael Jordan, a Mario Lemieux, a Les Brown, a Brian Tracy, a Tony Robbins, and I use these examples just as a few, all right? As a, a Harvard professor, as a Cambridge and Oxford professor, commitment to excellence and being your best. So as I go to close out this session, I want you to recognize for yourself, one, the seven things or the seven habits that you can work on every day for you and for your students. Number one, read every day in your field. Become a reader, become a leader. Two, set clear written goals for accomplishing. Make a list of all those goals. Write them down every day. Have your students make a victory list. You have a victory list of things you've accomplished and goals you want to achieve, whether they're far-fetching or not. Three, set priorities on your time. Use what's called the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule. 80% of your results will come from 20% of your activities. What are those things that you can do that can make the biggest difference? Number four is plan every day in advance. I can't stress it enough. But if you plan every day, every, every week, and every month, you will have the ability to be more spontaneous and predictable because you know where you're available. Many people tell me they're busy, busy, busy. Busy doesn't mean that you're getting results. Busy means just that, I'm busy. 
And so focus on high payoff activities, as I said. Number five is um, listening to audio and video training type programs that help you enhance your skills, going to seminars, getting around you know, courses. Again, everything today can be taken online as well. And number six is ask yourself two questions when you finish with a student, an evaluation, a course, a test, a class. What went right? And based on what, what the information I have, what would I do differently? What went right and what would I do differently? And finally, number seven is that platinum rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That's right. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Remember, maybe you had a bad day and you let it out on your kids. Maybe your kid had a bad day because their parents let it out on them. Or maybe your kids are having a great day and let's celebrate with them. Now, the seven habits or the seven steps of peak performance that I shared with you are very simple. This will help you, help your students stay the course. This will help them stay uncomfortable long enough until they hit a new level of performance. And why do I share that with you? Because achievement and pushing through is a major, major part of being a champion. Champions, as they stay, don't worry about the short obstacles. They're just challenges. There's no problems. There's a challenge and we need a solution. So for all of you teachers that are listening to this today, remember, be solution-oriented. Be goal-oriented. Bring a positive mental attitude to the class. Leave all the baggage and negativity and things that you have. And please, don't let that get out onto your students. If they're young, they're impressionable. They look up to you in a certain way. Remember, they're not your kids. They are your kids, but they're not your friends. They're your students. And your responsibility is to help them become fine, young men and women that are productive members of society and have no barriers to help them achieve what they truly want to achieve. Well, I want to thank you for your time today um, and, and hearing me. And again, my name is Eric Stoller. I'm the president of Champion Mindset Events. I have over 30 years experience in the personal development and training field. Our company, Champion Mindset Events, has put on events with the biggest speakers in the world, such as Brian Tracy, Les Brown. We still do that today, not only live, but also in our new uh, Champion Mindset VR world. If you'd like to find out more, anything about our company, you can go to our website at www.championmindsetevents.com. Again, www.championmindsetevents.com. Or you can email me at eric at I am champion mindset. Again, that's eric at I am champion mindset.com. Or you can call our office at area code 305 414-2520 to get more information about any of our programs, our coaching, or to find out how you can connect with us and helping you build your students, build your personal growth, build your careers, and taking what you're doing and your ideas to that next level. Once again, I want to thank Mike and the team for allowing me to do this and wishing all of you a great day. 
God bless, Godspeed, and we look forward to seeing all of you at the top. The Eric Stoller Show, signing off. We look forward to seeing you on our next podcast episode.